So in the uh, in the vaccine story that's uh, that the world is taken up with at the moment, there are two sort of parallel realities where there are those who are very pro, but the very very and those who are very against. But the rabbinical world, the halachic world, has come out overwhelmingly for the vaccine, and pretty much all leading halachic authorities around the world who are recognized and respected for their opinions have come out saying that the vaccine is an obligation for those who are who are who are able to take the vaccine they should they should take it they have said the rabbis have said that if you know you should speak to your doctor and if there's a there's a particular concern that you have your doctor may say that that for you the vaccine is not good but generally as a general statement uh, the rabbis have said that the vaccine is important and it's a mitzvah to take it to protect yourself and others. Now, those on the other side of this debate are claiming that there are nefarious or negative uh, ingredients in the, in this vaccine. It's dangerous uh, itself. It's more dangerous than the disease. And... Uh, and they bring into question the validity of the vaccine, and they say it's it's uh, something that it's 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 the it's poisonous. And their argument is that the rabbis who have come out for the vaccine have only been fed one side of the story from the mainstream medical world, all of whom are in with the big pharma and and. Uh, pharmaceutical companies and so they're only getting one side of it they're not hearing the full story they're not informed uh they just uh, you know asked their doctor asked a few questions or looked what everyone else is doing and the rabbis uh, are giving the their halachic decision based on that whereas if they would do their proper homework and listen to all sides and see the real truth of what's going on the rabbis would never come out in favor of the vaccine now i'm not going to get into that debate itself even though I personally find it very hard to believe that intelligent, experienced rabbis who have been in, in their line of work for many, many years and have dealt with many situations would come out with a halachic response that is a life or death issue without doing their homework, I find that very hard to believe. I also find it hard to believe that, that those rabbis don't have the same access to information as all the various other people who, through looking online and watching YouTubes have all this information, the rabbis themselves would also have that information. Also, considering these rabbis are themselves com have communities and are, are exposed to many different people with many different opinions, they're also parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, they have families, it, it's, it, this is not theoretical for them. So to say that they're, that they're not informed, I find it hard to believe, but let's just for a moment imagine, maybe, what if they were, what if these rabbis were really uninformed. What if they weren't being told the real truth and they were misled? And in their, in their decision to say that the vaccine is important and you should take the vaccine and it's safe, they say, and, and it's, it's life-saving. What if really they were misinformed? They got it completely wrong. There is a conspiracy going on that these rabbis have been hoodwinked into. And they have said that, that the vaccine is safe based on their information, which is false. What if that is the case? I would argue that even so, we should still listen to what the rabbis said. And I base this on a fascinating concept. 
which, uh, which I will share with you now. Um, there is a really uh, hot debate in the Talmud talking about um, where a person uh, drowned. A, a, a ship sank or a person was lost in the water, uh, in the sea, but we haven't found their body. We haven't discovered the body of the person. And if that person was a man who was married to a woman, his wife is only a widow when we know that he has died. But until we have evidence of his death or we know that he's died, how can we allow her to remarry? She is a married woman until we know that her husband died. And so the sages grappled with this problem. What happens when somebody goes missing and we haven't found evidence of, of their death? What happens to their wife? Is she married to him for the rest of her life because we don't know what happened to him? Or is there a point where we say he must be gone, he's dead, and therefore she's a widow? So on this matter, the sages said that if... The, the guy got lost in water that has an end, that you can see the visible end to it. A pond, where you can see the other end of the pond, and, he's, and, he's, and he sunk into it. A big lake, where there's this side of the lake, there's that side of the lake. So if, if, if he's lost in, in that lake, that there's a visible other end, and he hasn't come back, so then he's gone. He, he's, he, he's dead, because otherwise he would have appeared on the other side, we would have found him. However, if the water does not have a visible end, like the ocean, where we don't know, has he come out somewhere? We, we can't see the other end, so we don't know. Maybe he's come out somewhere on the other end. In such a case, say, says the, the rabbis of the Talmud say, he's considered still alive. Until we have evidence of his death, he's considered still alive. If the water was limited, so then he would have come up on one side. And if he hasn't, that's proof that he's dead. But if it's an un unlimited open waters, we don't know where he may have come up. And so therefore he's still alive. And his wife cannot remarry. Now, the Talmud, in, in stating this, we find in, in Tractate Yavamas, it's page 121a, if you want to look it up, it discusses this topic. And the Talmud tells a story. Rabban Gamliel once he said that once I was traveling on a boat and from, from a distance I saw another boat and there was a Torah scholar on this boat and the boat shattered and sank. And I was heartbroken because I saw in front of my eyes the, the loss of a great Torah scholar. And do you know who that Torah scholar was? Rabbi Gamil says. It was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was, was shipwrecked and I saw his boat sink. And I mourned the loss of the great Rabbi Akiva. Then Rabbi Gamil continues and says, then I, I went ashore. And I'm walking along, and suddenly, Rabbi Kiva walks up to me and starts asking me a, 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 a question in, in Torah law. And I look at him and said, hey, I saw, I saw, you, I saw you, you drown. How did you get here? So he said, well, I went under the water, and then a plank of the boat came in front of me. I grabbed onto it, and every wave that came, I just ducked down and went under the wave, and I, and I came ashore. And so I, I survived. So, so Rabban Gamliel said, how great are the words of the sages? Because the sages said, if a man fell into a body of water with a visible end, he's considered 
he's lost. His wife can remarry. But if someone falls into water that is endless, he can't see the end, his wife cannot remarry, he's considered alive. How great are those words, said Ramon Gamliel, because I see in front of me that it's true. He fell into the water, it, it looked like it was over, and then look what happened, he was saved. So the simple meaning of that, Ramon Gamliel is saying, is that how true the rabbis were right, that somebody who falls in, in, the, in water that is endless survives. Which is a bit funny, because that doesn't happen to everyone. Not everyone who is shipwrecked survives. So what's Rabbi Gamliel saying? How great are the words of the sages who said that if somebody falls in, in, in the water of endless waters, then he's considered alive. Why, why is it so great what they said? So the great Rabbi Elimelech of Lijensk, one of the Hasidic masters, he explained it in a very different way. He explained it like this. That the sages who were deliberating about this question of whether the person could survive or not, they knew that this discussion was not just a theoretical halachic discussion, but it had huge ramifications, not just for the remarriage of the wife, but if the rabbis would say that a person who was shipwrecked is definitely dead, by saying those words, by the rabbis saying those words, that creates a reality. Because halacha determines reality, not the other way around. If halacha says that a person cannot survive a shipwreck, then a person cannot survive a shipwreck. If halacha said that a person who was, was lost in these endless waters cannot survive, then it wouldn't be possible for them to survive. Because Torah is not a commentary on the world, on reality. It's the opposite. Torah defines the reality of the world. The halacha defines what reality is. If halacha says something is, that's what it is. Not the other way around. Halacha is not observing reality and stating what it is. Halacha is making reality. So if halacha says that a person can survive from falling into these waters, if halacha says that, then they can. Then it is possible. If halacha says not, then it's not. And so Rabbi Melch says this very deep idea, that the rabbis here were, were in, a, in a bind. On the one hand, a guy's disappeared in the ocean. His wife is sitting there. She wants to remarry. <laughs> We've got no, no evidence of his death. So she has to sit the rest of her life. It's heartbreaking. On the other hand, if the rabbis say, yes, she can remarry because I'm sure he didn't survive. If the rabbi said that, then he couldn't survive. Then there would be no survivors from any shipwreck. Nobody would ever make it. Because the Torah said that he's dead. The Torah is taking his life away from him. And saving a life overrides the freedom of this woman to remarry. It, and so therefore the rabbi said that it, with, in, in endless waters, if he's, he's lost, we assume he's alive until proven otherwise. And that's what Rabban Gamliel said. Look, I see it with my own eyes. Only because the sages said that a person lost in, in these endless waters is still alive, did Rabbi Akiva survive. The miracle of him finding this plank of, of wood that he held onto and brought him to shore was only because the rabbis said that it's okay, that he's alive. Because Torah defines reality, not the other way around. And this, this, this idea is found in several places throughout the Talmud, the concept that Torah defines reality. And so therefore, when the rabbis paskin, when they decide a halacha a certain way, once they've done that, once halacha has been determined and been stated, so then that creates the reality, not the other way around. And so I would say in, in, in this discussion that the, 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 the vaccine is an issue that is debated. People have different opinions about it. The rabbi's job is to look at the various opinions, look at the evidence, and decide halachically what is the, the right way to go.
And those rabbis have spoken. And they have said that the vaccine is safe. It, 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 is, it is medically sound. It is a life-saving thing. And therefore, an obligation or a mitzvah to, to, do, to do it. Once they've said that, once the rabbis have paskened, that is the reality. The vaccine is safe. It's not that they said it's safe because it's safe. It's safe because they said it's safe. Because the rabbi said it's safe, it is safe. It, it now is that way. That's the way reality is formed through the way halacha goes. So meaning, even if all the conspiracy theories were true, even if they're true, which I'm not suggesting they are, but let's say they're all true, that may be a concern until the halacha is decided. But once the halacha is decided then there is nothing to worry about. There's no concern. There's nothing to fear. Halacha has, has spoken. And once the Torah has spoken, once the rabbis, the leading rabbis, who are, who are experts in these fields, once they have spoken, so then the halacha determines the vaccine is safe and there's, there's nothing to worry about. Of course, this is not a scientific argument. This is a, a, a faith argument that somebody who believes in Hashem and believes in Torah and the process of Torah that believes that this is the way things work. And so therefore, if you're thinking, what, what should my opinion be? What should I do? What do I base it on? Should I do the, all the research myself? Should I, should I go online and, and Google everything and watch all the YouTubes and watch, watch all, all the various different opinions and then decide myself, is this vaccine good or, or is it not good? If that's the way you are going to go through things, you might drive yourself crazy and you'll come to your own decision. But that's not a Torah view. The Torah view is that you speak to your doctor, the doctor that you know and who knows you, and that, and the, as the rabbis themselves said, and you follow the halachic guidance. And if you're doing it that way, so then it's not up to you to work out who's true and who's not true. The Torah has given you truth. The halach has given you truth. And so if you're following the halachic path, so then you're going the right way. So I think that, that what we're in now is a, little, a very big test of our remuna, of our faith. Faith is really being tested. And faith is being used on all sides. Faith means that in spite of what may appear, there is a deeper story going on. You can use that power of faith to say, in spite of what looks like, there's a conspiracy going on. There's something else going on that's underneath the surface. And I believe in that. You can use your faith to believe in that. You can use your faith to believe that the authorities are always right. That, 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 that the government is always correct. That you can have faith in that. I personally don't have faith in either of those completely. I have faith in, in this process of Torah. And, and that is that, that there's a divine process that God has given us to listen to the sages. And what the sages say determines reality. And that way, we, we know that we're not relying on uh, human error and, and the possibility of human error. There's a divine system that we're following. And this is, this is, this is the way God wants it. And uh, that, I think, is a bit more solid ground to establish your decision on.